Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 131 of Parenting in Real Life. Guten Tag. <laughs> Hi, I'm Alan. And I'm Alexis. We had five kids in seven years. People think we're crazy, and sometimes we think they might be right. But most of the time, we love it. We hope this is a place where you can learn to be a better parent, but without taking yourself too seriously. Whether you're a new parent or have a few years under your belt, we hope you can find something new to think about. Or laugh about. After all, this is Parenting in Real Life. So our Parenting in Real Life moment today, we just got back from a very fun trip to my family cabin. I always feel like I have to clarify some people have family cabins, and they're like large mansions in the woods with all the fanciest stuff. This is, this not, is that. not that. <laughs> this is a cabin that my great-grandpa built. Who apparently was short. <laughs> yeah, a long time ago. And it has a tiny kitchen, one very small bathroom, and a living room, and then just beds tucked everywhere so technically it can sleep like 16 or so people we had 25 people there and it was really fun but also crazy (laughs) and the realist part of this real life parenting moment is so i think we've mentioned that we've had like a stomach bug going through our family for weeks for weeks so it's a weird one where like they have a fever and then they have stomach issues and then they have like fatigue and a fever for another couple days. So it kind of goes on for a while. Well, all of our kids had it except Chloe. But then the day we were supposed to head up to the cabin, Jack had a fever again. And I thought certainly it's just because we've been staying up super late with cousins and holidays and whatever. Cause he's already had it. Cause he had already had it just a couple weeks ago. Like a couple hours after getting the cabin, my sister-in-law comes out and said, Jack just threw up and we're in this tiny cabin <laughs> with 25 people. I'm just like, like seriously? The perfect storm. So we're like, are we going home? Like, are we packing up and going home right now? We just got here. So we ended up not doing that. We just put them on the floor. Luckily, there's only two bedrooms. The rest are just like a loft. We happened to be lucky enough to get a bedroom. We put him in there. He was sick for two solid days. where He just watched shows on an iPad and was sick. After that, he started coming out of it. He still was tired, but he wasn't sick to his stomach anymore. And then the last day... A cousin got it. Our daughter got it. She was sick all night, several times, on the ground right next to us. I finally got it, probably from that, from being in the room with her, throwing up all night. A couple more cousins found out, got it. A couple more cousins got it on the (laughs) way home. like, oh. So, it was fun. Pretty frustrating. Super frustrating. And the hard thing is, is like... When you have kids this age, I feel like that's pretty common, at least with our family gatherings. Most of the family gatherings that we've had with Alan's extended family, sickness goes around. I yeah, think there's it's just, just 30 kids yeah, that are that age. Kids. That's a lot and it's to just, not get it, and it's so contagious. And it's so hard when you're the family that started it. <laughs> there's a lot of guilt with that. You're like, oh, I'm so sorry. We didn't know. Like, Nathan had had it, like, a week before we went to the cabin. So we're like, and he was good. I'm like, okay, I think we're finally done. Like, we're good. And, yeah. you know, everything. And then... Jack yeah. got it again, you know, like it was super weird. And usually with the stomach flu, I usually bet on like 24 hours of being sick. And then we usually keep them home one more day. And then I figure they're good. But mm-hmm. this is a weird bug. Mm-hmm. And that makes it even worse that we're spreading this weird bug through all of my extended family. So not fun. Yep. But very real. 
But the cabin part was fun. I think everybody ended up having fun. Yeah, we brought up our kayaks because they are right by a lake. So we got to spend a lot of time in the water. And the kids got to play with their cousins who they don't get to see very much because they're out of state. So overall, it was really fun. Just the sickness was such a bummer. bummer part. Usually I don't get this, but I got it. I don't know if because we were all in the same room with sick kids. Or you and I were in the same room with sick kids for a lot of the time. Yep. Just pushed my luck too much. Yep. So, on that pleasant note, hope you had a nice fourth. Um, <laughs> today we have a video from Alyssa Blass Campbell, and she has a master's in education in early childhood education, and she has started a program called Seed and Sow, and she provides resources for parents and teachers and childhood educators, and today she has some tips for you for your summer. We know that we're about halfway through the summer and it isn't always going great. Um, <laughs> when we are busy doing fun things, it's going great. But we can't always be doing fun things. Or it feels daunting to be doing fun things. She has some great tips for how to simplify activities with your kids. And so we hope you enjoy it. And we'll be back at the end to share our thoughts. Hello there. As we head into summer, what I want you to know is that it's okay if it's messy, and it is okay if there isn't perfection happening. I want you to know that those snapshots you see of other people's summer vacations or family hangouts are simply a highlight reel. There's a lot of messiness happening for them, too. But let's dive into some things that might help your days go smoother. Number one, create some routine and consistency. It doesn't mean you're doing the same thing every day. It does mean that some parts of your day are the same. Maybe from the time you get up until the time you leave the house in the morning is pretty consistent in terms of what the expectation is and who's doing what. Maybe there's a parent that's home or there's two parents home. You're working from home. What does this look like? Creating a routine around that so the kids know what to expect. And then using a visual schedule so that they can see what is coming up when our nervous system knows what to expect, when it can look and say, okay, just like we look at a calendar or to-do list, we can see what's coming up. We don't have to keep track of it in our brain. It helps our nervous system feel safe. We can give this gift to kids. Create a visual schedule. It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be Pinteresty. You can write it down on a piece of paper. You can use a whiteboard or a chalkboard, whatever works in your household, just to let kids know what's coming next. If you're going to have some activities, put it on there. Let them know, you know what, after snack today, we're going to go to the library. And if you are going to stay home and you need some ideas, here are a few for you. You could go on a hike and make nature collages. Gather some sticks and some leaves, bring bags with you. Let them know, we're going to make some art with this when we get home. What do you want to find outside that you can bring into our art? You can paint the bathtub or do finger painting inside there. Such an easy cleanup. You can rinse them right off after. Have a special picnic in the living room. Lay out a blanket and bring it right into the living room. Have a family dance party and maybe bring bubbles into it. Fun little bonus bubbles. Have a flashlight party where you turn off all the lights and you use flashlights. Maybe you go on a scavenger hunt or you go from room to room playing hide and seek or peekaboo with your flashlights. You do not have to do a grandiose thing. Truly low energy, low effort activities are the name of the game for us because 
you know what happens? We have this like big plan and then the kid isn't into it or ends up being a disaster. And we feel like we put so much time and effort and intention into it. And it's so frustrating. Low effort, low energy. Kids don't need a whole lot from us. You've got this and we've got you. Come on over to Seed and Sew and we'll walk you through navigating the summer with all the big emotions that will come with it from the tiny humans and the big ones. You aren't failing if everybody's feeling. We hope you enjoyed that information from Alyssa. We feel like she had some really great tips for just kind of figuring out how to run your summer a little bit better if things have not been going very well for you. Maybe you just kind of need to reboot it. It's not good. It's not been good. No, just specifically this week, coming back from vacation, the kids are super antsy, all up in each other's grills. We're both trying to catch up from being out of work, and so we're super busy, and we've felt it. And so this felt like perfect timing for us because we're feeling like, how do we keep our kids entertained and off each other's backs? And I thought she had some great tips. And I was just telling Alan, I'm like, we have five more weeks of summer. And I'm like, I don't think I can survive five more weeks of this. <laughs> it's been really rough. It's been rough. And we've only been home for like two days, yeah. but like it's been a rough two days adjusting back. So something that we tried to do today was just get our kids to play with something because they get bored so easily and then they end up just fighting and bugging each other. So I told them, I'm like, you have to pick an activity and you have to do it right now. Like go do it, you know? And so we had, Nathan was doing clay with Lucy and Lucy pulled out Play-Doh. Um, what'd you do with Jack? So Jack, we have these like little railroad track things. Um, and so I was just like, he was in my office crying cause he had nothing to do. And I was like, if I come find a toy, you have to play with that toy. You don't get to choose. He's like, okay. So I went in there and I grabbed the first thing I saw, but it's these tracks that they love when they, start playing with them. And he's like, Oh, okay. It was literally the, like the closest to the top of the pile toy, but he did it and And I did it for an hour. And I had even told him about it. Like, I was like, okay, here are five things to choose from. And I mentioned the tracks and like those tracks in your room. I think just hearing that our kids can't visualize (laughs) like, Oh, that's a thing that I like to play with. Or that's fun. All I did different was set it on the ground and say, this is the thing you have to play with, Mm -hmm. but it got it in front of him visually. Yeah. One of Alan's favorite people to follow on Instagram is Busy Doddler. It is. She has great ideas like this where it's super low effort as the parent, but keeps your kid entertained. And I don't follow her religiously, but most of the stuff I see it involves finger paint and a space that you can spray down. So it's either in the tub or outside, they're doing finger paints. And she does like different things. Like one day she brought out her box of plastic dinosaurs and said, paint the dinosaurs. So it's not painting paper because that gets old fast. It's always painting something different. It's paint the toy or paint the playhouse. Like they have one of those little types plastic playhouses. Go paint that. Like get the big paintbrushes out and paint it. And you can get that paint for cheap. And it's washable. In bulk. Right. And it's washable. Yeah. So when she's done, she's like, you just spray it down with a hose and it's, it's gone. It never happened. So that's a go-to for her that we're going to try. I liked her idea of a nature hike. That's not as hands-off as other things that she recommended, but just doing something to keep your kids entertained is half the battle. It really, summer makes you appreciate teachers so much. And I do feel like sometimes you have to help your kid get started. Kind of like with Jax where he had to open it, or sometimes like start playing with them for 
five, 10 minutes, you know, get them going. And then you can kind of, if you need to do something, whatever you, then you can walk away and get the stuff done that you need to do. I think sometimes just like initiating that with your kid, getting them engaged and playing with them for a few minutes and then saying, okay, now I need to go do something else, you know, will help get them going on that activity. Yeah. The other thing I love that Alyssa said was don't invest too much into these activities because they're still kids and half the time they're not going to like it. And so you can at least feel better about the fact that like I did very little, right? I was going to make lunch anyway. And so if they don't like this lunch in the living room picnic, doesn't matter, right? They, they needed to eat. They ate. I checked the box. A dance party is easy, right? Like that's just music, no harm, no foul. If they don't like it, mm-hmm. I think that's important too. Cause so much of summer is filled with big Pinteresty, Instagrammy things. And those are one, you can't do those all the time. And two, they may not like those any more than they like the dance party. And so at least one, you didn't put a ton of effort or uh, stock into it. Yeah. I think that's the hardest thing about summer for me is just the day to day, right? The activities are fun. We can go do some fun, big things, but like Alan said, like you only do those maybe like what once a week, at least that's how we are. We do like one big activity a week. So then you have those other days in between where the kids get bored so fast and they don't know what to do. So if you have these small activities for them to be able to do during these days at your home, it'll hopefully make summer a little bit more, <laughs> a little more easier and give them something to help keep them entertained. Yep. So try some of these out and go follow Alyssa. She has great tips on how to be more emotionally intelligent with your kids. And we will post links to all of her social and her website in our show notes. Thanks everyone for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at Parenting IRL Podcast or find us on our website at parentinginreallife.com. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing, make sure to tell a friend. That's the best way for people to find out about our podcast. And if you haven't already, give us a rating. And a special thanks to our five kids for being kids.